is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. We've got a special treat for you this morning, a little bonus episode in which we are swapping out Hersey's. Eric is not with us this morning. Instead, we have his his lovely and talented wife, Lauren Hersey, with us. Lauren, how are you doing this morning? Hi, Todd. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a brisk morning. Autumn is in full force. Finally got to break out the flannels, which uh, I'm a fond fan of, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty chipper about that. My, I had my fleece out. <laughs> I was living the life yesterday with my fleece <laughs> and my Ugg boots, and oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I get to hang out in the back patio. Uh, we had a campfire in the fire pit last night. It's that nice weather where you can wear jeans or shorts, depending on what time of day it is and what kind of mood you're in. It's it's good stuff. So. Yeah, you a... inspired us. I think I'm going to go get a fire <laughs> pit today. And I was thinking about last night. I was like, this weather is perfect for a fire to go with my oh, yeah. Ugg boots and fleece. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everyone who can get a fire pit should have a fire pit. They're, they're just great. What can I say? But I don't think that you wanted to join us to talk fire pits. I, I feel like uh, when we when we talked earlier, you you are part of a uh, an exciting new initiative for self improvement that you would like to share with the listeners. And I got to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about it either. So I think this it'd be good if you can just sort of give us the groundwork of what it is you've got going on. And, and we can kind of go from there. Absolutely. And you kicked off the show the perfect way because you said we are swapping out Percy's, right? And so we're swapping Eric for me. And the whole premise of Swap My Life is that you're ditching bad things in your life and replacing them with wonderful good things. So I'd like to think I'm an upgrade to Eric. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. Eric is clearly the better Hersey. Let's just be real here. But anyway, so Swap My Life was created out of my obsession with self-improvement month, was, which was in September. So I think we need to go back a little bit before we can go forward and totally dive into this amazing self-improvement challenge. Kicking it old school a little bit. So it's been about one year since I've been on my personal development journey, and I've learned so much throughout this process how to live a happier, healthier, more balanced life, right? So in the spring this year, I was learning so many cool, amazing tricks, tips that made me feel so much better. I wanted to share it with others. So I created the blog strongfemaleboss.com and it is devoted to personal and professional development. So like you mentioned on a previous podcast, Strong Female Boss is not just for women. I would say I am the strong female boss and the content can be applied to anyone really because who doesn't need to get better professionally or personally? So I started doing that and it was going swimmingly up until we had a big move. And so we moved our whole family during a pandemic and all of the routines and the habits that I had got into that were healthy and making me feel really good, they kind of were put on the back burner. And I just felt 
like really off track and there would be glimpses of me getting back on track from a development standpoint and something would just get in the way. And the last big one was I stressed myself out to the point that I had shingles and I was working from home for a couple of weeks and I was really disappointed in myself because I had the tools and I still let the, the stress get to me. So anyway, I, I was doing some searching middle of September and I came across the fact that it was indeed self-improvement month and I got really excited and I started researching and looking back at all the things that I've done that I've learned in the last year. And so I started sharing on social media every day about different things. And it really was the one thing that got me back on track, living that happier, healthier, more balanced life. So take it to last week. And I was pretty, I don't know, it was weird, like sad that self-improvement month was ending because I felt like this is the thing that helped me the most. So I was like, it doesn't have to end. I'm going to create my own challenge. Like they do, remember like the ice bucket challenge and all of these, (laughs) like show me the 10th picture on your photo roll, like challenges. Right, right. Why couldn't I create my own? So that's how Swap My Life or hashtag Swap My Life was created. And I mean, really anybody can participate in hashtag Swap My Life because what we're looking for is a collective impact of people sharing something that's made them feel happier or healthier. So if you had to, in the last even six months, like what is one thing that was bad or that was holding you back that you've let go of and you replaced with something positive? Well, this is this is going to seem a little self-serving and, and possibly a little meta, but regular listeners of the podcast are probably used to that by now. But in all honesty, I would say the mornings are a thing that I've sort of swapped because pre-pandemic, my routine was the alarm would go off. I would hit snooze a whole bunch until like the last possible minute wherein I could get up, get dressed, you know, get myself together, hop in the car and, and head off to work. My morning routine was was very minimal and, you know, I'd get to work and, and still not necessarily be, you know, completely awake, just wouldn't, wouldn't be doing real well. Well, since the pandemic started, I felt it was important to try and maintain some sort of routine because, you know, I've got like a half hour commute. I could have slept in for another half an hour. I'm like, no, I shouldn't do that. And so I started by getting up at the same time, which worked out fine. And then Eric and I got into the habit of getting together, you know, four times a week hopping on the phone and talking, recording podcasts. And that slowly shifted into, I actually wake up about an hour earlier than I would, than I would have in under previous circumstances. And it's, it's good to just be up and moving. It helps to prep for the day. And I'll tell you, just being able to, to talk with Eric and have that, that morning sort of wake up, boot up routine has been really helpful for my, my frame of mind, my, my overall sanity. It's been a good thing. So you know, we, we swapped out Eric for this morning, but generally speaking, I've sort of swapped in Eric. And I think that's, that's been very beneficial to me. And it's one of those things that I really didn't, wasn't so much 
a conscious decision as it was a thing that just sort of just sort of happened and evolved. But, you know, in retrospect, looking back on it, it's it's been a fantastic change. And I can definitely speak to, you know, the benefits that that's that's given me. Like I said, that's a that's a little meta considering (laughs) first first thing I talk about is the podcast once again. But it's true. And I mean, so that would be a double win for you because you're getting up early. You're giving yourself some time before the day starts. I always say you got to give yourself the oxygen mask first, but you're also building a stronger relationship with your brother, which I mean, COVID, I don't know if it's forced you to look at life a different way, but I'm like, man, tomorrow is not promised. Like I want to talk to my family and my friends and check in on them because it makes me feel good. It makes them feel good. And really that's what life boils down to, you know, and we've spent so much time, at least like I have, you know, like we do social media and we run here and we run there and we do this and we do that. And we're so busy that we don't leave a lot of time for the most important things in our life. Right. And like I share the same hashtags about my life uh, thing that you do with a morning routine. I had not heard of having a morning routine before COVID. I, I mean, I read books and they said all oh, the most successful people in the world, they all get up early, this and that. And I'm just like, I'm not a morning person. It's not me. Right. So I would. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> that, so yeah, I'm that's like, same here. But that is not naturally me. Right. Same here. And there was nothing that I could do to make myself get up earlier than what I was doing. And so I started with the ADHD diagnosis, started using Focusmate. And I met a girl on there and um, she was like, what are you working on? And I told her, I couldn't even, I can't, don't even remember what I was doing at the time. And she's <laughs> like, oh, she was like, I'm doing my um, morning routine. And I was like, oh, like, what is that? And then I started doing research and I was like, I could do a morning routine. Like I could use this for all of the things that I've wanted to do forever that I've never had time to do with like little kids in the house. Right. And it has made the biggest impact in my life uh, of everything I've been doing. Like in Focusmate, I have to have Focusmate. The way that you and Eric have each other for accountability, like I have to know that someone else is waiting for me to get out of bed because I'll continue to snooze 16 times, which is really embarrassing to admit. Well, same here. There are plenty of mornings that the, the alarm goes off. And I'll, I'll be honest, I still hit snooze, you know, once or twice. But it's once or twice down from, like you said, a dozen snoozes. <laughs> you know, and there, 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 there are mornings where it goes off. I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Eric. We're going we're gonna to podcast about such and such. And I'll, I'll hop out of bed and get excited. There are other mornings where I'm like, oh, man, I really don't want to get out of bed. But Eric is up and ready and we're supposed to talk about a thing so I got to get going like it cuts both ways and in either case it works out well so I'm I'm with you that's super impactful so this challenge to me was I wanted to look at this is going to sound really dramatic so just know that like (laughs) I wanted to look specifically at things that are killing us that we're not even like aware of (laughs) so For me, like Swap My Life could be anything that you've, you know, ditched and added something that will make you happier and healthier. That's the foundation. But I really started thinking about it. And like 
not COVID. Like, I just want to put that out there. This is nothing to do with COVID. But so obesity is a huge killer of people, as well as heart disease, mental illness. Right now, I didn't put this in the blog because I felt like it was a little bit grim, but suicide rates are sky high right now during this pandemic. And mental health, I read an article that said 40% of people admit to having um, mental health issues, right? And I'm thinking that is just the people that raise their hands that they think about how many people were too embarrassed to say, yes, I deal with anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADHD, whatever it is. And so how do we get those types of things in check? And something that's important for me is I think a lot of the issues we have with our health that are making us sick are the way we live our lives, the food that we eat, the products that we choose to use in our home, like we're not making as a society healthy decisions. Right. So as a part of this challenge, I'm trying to sub out some things that I know that are bad with like a healthier alternative. So like, let me give you an example with the food that we're eating. I have little kids, so this is going to be really hard, and, uh, you know, I may be hated and kicked out of my household, but I'd like to stop, or I have stopped, or, you know, started to stop um, buying so much processed food for our household, and starting to eat cleaner, and that sounds scary, but it really is, I just want to make sure that I'm eating like one fruit and one vegetable a day and that my kids are eating one fruit and one vegetable a day. And if we can make it and not have it already prepackaged and done and filled with all those chemicals, that's what I'm trying to do. And I feel like that makes me feel better. It makes me feel better as a parent. And so it's important to me, but that doesn't mean it's important to everyone else. And that's something really important with Swap My Life is these are personal choices, you know, like your mm-hmm. life and your season of life is very different than <laughs> mine, right? Right. I feel like we don't know what we don't know. So what that means is I could be doing something that has impacted my life in so many positive ways that could really help others, but typically we're not going out and announcing to the general public everything that we're doing, right? Right. And so Swap My Life was intended to be a collective of people talking about things using the hashtag so that maybe there's just something that someone said that really resonates with you and like it changes the course of your life. Like I can see that person who during this pandemic, it's been traumatic and they've just needed that one thing that will help them. And I'm hoping that Swap My Life could help people bring them up during this pretty dark time in our lives. I think that's a it's a very very good, noble and and worthy goal and something that I think we can all use. I, I think there's 
couple of approaches when you have a situation like what we've got with with the pandemic and political unrest and, and, and everything. I think there's a certain human nature for people to sort of hunker down and sort of go in inwards, sort of curl up into your little ball and, and just be real defensive. And I think that one of the things that's likely to help us in these situations is is kind of the opposite, like us all, you know, getting together and supporting each other and sharing helpful ideas and you know supporting each other in, in a variety of ways. Absolutely, because we're really all better together. And my thought is, if we put ourselves out there, even if it, it makes us feel vulnerable, like the light and the positivity can outweigh the dark. And I just feel like we are bombarded with bad and dark and scary too yeah. much, right? Yeah. And there's not enough good that is being talked about to balance that out for our mental health. And so if you are wa- glued to your TV or watching the news 24 hours a day, not getting outside, like that could really, really play a part in your mental health. Yeah, well, and you, you mentioned, you know, vulnerability earlier. And, and I think that's, that's something of a, to me, something of a key element because there's something to be said about all of us have vulnerabilities. Like, that's just a fact of life. None of us are, you know, pillars of steel <laughs> that, you know, everything just bounces off of. And I think that if, if more people were willing to acknowledge those vulnerabilities, they'd be in a better position to then address those and help shore themselves up. And I think that more folks were able to do so, I don't know, publicly is maybe not the, like we don't all necessarily need to pull together a news conference, but little ways like sharing on, on social media or just even telling your friends and your family, you know, hey, this is a thing that, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with and I need help with. I think that helps the person who's saying that, that's going to open them up to being able to have other people who've had similar things go on, who might have some insight to help them. That's going to help that person. And I think it also helps society as a whole. If you're you're struggling with something and it seems like no one else is, you've got that vulnerability and it makes you seem even more vulnerable, makes you seem even more less than. But I think to hear that, oh, I'm not alone in this. There are other people who are also struggling with this thing. It seems counterintuitive, but it's almost empowering to know that, okay, I'm not alone in this. I can, I can work on this. There are other people that are working on this. We can work on these things together. And I think there's, there's strength in that. I think with what you're talking about with Swap My Life, you said with the, you know, the processed foods, for example, I think that's a good plan. I mean, I can say Abby has been sort of on that train for a little while now. You know, she, she's been, things have sort of shifted and she's, she's doing more of the shopping and the cooking, whereas I used to do a lot of that. And she's made, you know, conscious decisions, you know, when she's selecting things at the grocery to try and aim for, for better choices, healthier choices. And like, it seems real scary but dinners have been delightful and delicious and I have no complaints. And, you know, if it hadn't been for her saying, Hey, this is a thing I want to do. I don't know that I would have necessarily even noticed. So I get that it's scary, <laughs> you know, for you, especially with young kids. But now that you've said that, and I'm someone who's, who's, who's kind of been along that journey previously, I can tell you, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's not, it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. And if you sort of extend that logic to other aspects of life, there's a lot of benefit there. Right. And I think what has happened 
is when you say healthy, people automatically think of like weight loss or some kind of fad or whatever it is. And it's because the media, as far as commercials, products, they want you to feel like it's too hard and that you need whatever their solution is. You need this diet pill. You need this diet. You need this program to be happy, to be healthy, and you need to spend money to do it. And so that's yeah. why like, I wanna advocate and tell people that living a happy and healthy life does not have to be hard. And when it's hard, we set ourselves up for failure. So I did a, um, I actually, this is gonna sound crazy, but two weekends ago, I did a happiness, um, a, Happy and, oh, what was it? Was it a happy and healthy conference? Um, but anyway, I learned about this app and it's called Rise. And this group's philosophy is the same as mine, that living a happy, healthy, balanced life doesn't have to be hard. So it, the app is called Rise and it's called, I don't want to butcher this, but I feel like it's Five to Thrive or something like that. And it's okay. super basic. Like every day you should be doing five, these five things to live a happier, healthier life. So like we talked about, the first one is getting up early, getting up even just an hour early to give yourself the oxygen mask first, right? To take care of yourself, mm -hmm. to do things that you like um, before every, anybody else wakes up. Gratitude is a big piece of living a happy present life. So instead of waking up and saying like, oh, it's another day, I have to go to my job, oh, I hate it, I'm, I gotta go to soccer, all I really wanna do is watch friends, whatever it is. <laughs> so it's changing your mindset. And if you practice gratitude long enough, you, you, you will train your brain to focus on the positive. So instead of saying, oh, I hate my job, you may write down, I'm so thankful to have a job because there are so many people right now that don't. Or, right. you know, you could have just had a fight with your spouse, but maybe it is, I'm so happy to be married to a person who loves me and always has my back. You know, those are the yeah. kinds of things that will ultimately change your view of the world and help you stay present. So the next one is moving your body. I told you, like obesity kills more people than cancer and heart disease, I believe. And don't quote me, you can ask Google on that one. But so <laughs> moving your body, I think people are like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm heavier, I'm old, I'm this, I'm that, I can't move my body, right? And so there are ways that you can do it. Even if you are just putting on your favorite music and dancing around your room for 10 minutes and getting your blood circulating. So that is moving your body. And on here, there actually are different um, exercises and things that you can do for any level, but it's just 10 minutes eating foods that bless your body. So whatever that looks like. So if you know that when you eat brownies for dinner, you have an upset stomach, <laughs> Right. Let's cut out, let's try to cut out the brownies for dinner and replace it with something that makes your body feel good. And that's a process of, you know, like 
taking things out of your diet for a week, seeing how you feel, and then adding things back in slowly. Um, and the last thing, and the thing that I will advocate for the most is staying hydrated, drinking enough water. Right. It has so many benefits. So you're supposed to drink. So you take your weight and you drink half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. So for me, I drink almost three big like bottles of um, water every day. And as I'm moving throughout my day and I'm drinking water, I just draw little um, circles on the notebook that I'm working on so that I remember like, yes, I have had um, enough right. water, but that is really the, the thrive for five or whatever it's called. So moving your body, waking up early, gratitude, eating foods that bless your body and drinking water. Do you think that's something that you could do? I mean, yes, I think there's a fair bit of that, that I, I do do. And I think that, I think there's benefit from that. I don't know. I, maybe it's cause I'm, I'm perhaps a little more cynical, I guess. I'd say the the weak spot in that particular plan for me would probably be the gratitude piece just because it, it's just not something that occurs to me. Like there, there are plenty of things that I'm, I'm thankful for in life, but I don't know that I necessarily sit down and explicitly think about them or write them down or express them. And I, I can see how maybe shifting that to, to bring that more to the forefront could be helpful. And for like people that struggle with anxiety, anxiety especially, it really helps. Same thing with depression, um, naturally, because I suffer, I mean, I had anxiety and, you know, I still do to a certain extent and I'm sure a lot of people do, but this right. is one thing that really helped me. And this started back in 2000 and I don't know, 11 or so. Like I just, my anxiety was, you know, at, a, at an all time high. And so I started waking up and when I would wake up, instead of being focused on all the bad things that could happen in my day, I was like, thank God I have another day. The sun is coming up. This is a blank slate. Yesterday is gone. Like today is going to be a good day. And that totally changed my life. Just that one thing. Thank God I'm here. I'm living another day. And so it doesn't have to be that you sit down and you write them all out. Like I write down three a day and that really helps me, but that doesn't have, it's not the same for everybody. And then like, I feel like I stop making any time for negativity and so now I'm the person, like, you don't want to ever come to me to just complain because I'm like, okay, well, like, if you have a problem, like, what are the, like, what's, what are some ways that we could fix it? Or, oh, this person said this about me, or this person didn't do this. I'm like, okay, well, like, let's all get in a room and talk it through and then move forward. And so I think that, like, gratitude carries way more magnitude than a lot of people think because we get so busy, right? Like it, it's just right. humans. Now we are so busy and how many times do we even have time to like stop for a second and just give thanks for all of the blessings that we have in our life. Yeah, that's true. So let's take a quick minute. Let's hear from, from some of the sponsors. And when we come back, we can, can continue this, this conversation, which I am very much enjoying. Absolutely. 
And we're back. So what else can you tell us about the Swap My Life movement? I want to talk a little bit more about something we were just discussing with having busy lives, right? And staying present. Something that's really helped me that I've been able to um, swap out. So I was talking to a girl this morning, a new friend, and we were working on a planner, like a goals planner that we're both doing. And she was trying to um, figure out what her week's biggest wins were. And she was like, I have, I have like serious trouble. Like I can never even remember what my wins were. And I do the same thing. Like I, I move so fast that I can't even remember what I did five minutes ago, let alone what my three big wins were for the week. Right. And so something that I started doing that really has helped me, and it sounds like it's really going to help her, is in the morning when I'm doing my um, morning routine, the f- very first thing that I do when I get to like my bullet journal or notebook or whatever is I have a just a piece of paper. It's 1 to 31 for October, and it's just mm-hmm. called October Moments. And so I write down just what the biggest like win or moment or something that I would remember that happened yesterday. I just write that down. And normally it's just one quick little sentence. And then I go to just in the, the end of my, like whatever notes I was taking from yesterday. And I write down these words. I write down win, challenge, lesson, and enjoy. And I force myself to write down what was my biggest win for the day? It may have mm-hmm. just been waking up at 5.30. It doesn't mean that it's anything huge. I could just be, I didn't eat the brownies for dinner. You know, right. what was a challenge? What was something that you learned? You know, it could be something you learned in a book or just a lesson that you're like, I'm not going to make that same mistake. And my favorite is something that you really enjoyed. Because when you look back on your month, you could say, wow, like I really enjoyed doing these things. Now, when you're going into your next month, you could say, I'm going to try to do more of that thing that yeah. makes me happy. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, you kind of touched on this with the, with the wins. I think a lot of times you look at people and go, what was your win for today? And we all kind of get lost in trying to think, because we're trying to find this big, pivotal, monumental thing that happened. Because that's what we feel like need it needs to be to qualify as a win, and I think there's a lot of little things in life that you know are are good things that happen. That are they you know earth shatteringly life changing? Not necessarily, but it's still a win, and I think it's good to acknowledge those. And you know what you just described and sort of making note of that and keep keeping track of that. I think there's benefit to that because, like you said, we're all busy. There's there's a million things happening, and if you don't keep some sort of track or record, they get lost. And I think that, you know, being able to track those and then go back and look at those later and then go, oh, hey, well, you know, it seems like seven times last month I did this thing that made me really happy. And it's not really a thing I think of. They just sort of happened. You can then sort of orchestrate and engineer for those things to happen more and you end up happier. And what's what's the downside to that? Really. Right. And so basically you are living your life on purpose. 
Yeah. I mean, like, there are only two ways that you can live your life, right? Like, you can let life happen to you or you can live your life on purpose. And I don't know about you, but I am committed to living my life on purpose. And I am, you know, it doesn't happen in a week or a month or a year. And there's a lot of like trial and error and things that don't work and that you swap out with things that do until you find that like perfect mix. But for me, I'm dedicated to getting my schedule in check and being deliberate with how I spend my time and my days to make sure that my family, my friends, the things that make me happy are a non-negotiable. Like that means Mm -hmm. that I am doing them no matter what, because I know that that's what's going to make me happy and healthy. And I need to be happy and healthy before I can take care of all of the other people and things in my life. Yeah. It goes back to the whole, if the the cabin depressurizes, you got to get your, your own oxygen mask on first before you can help those around you. Right. And so I have with Swap My Life, I have a group of like-minded people that are also participating in this challenge. And yesterday I got a little weepy because one of the women that's participating, she said, you know, I did my, I did my Swap My Life for today. And she was like, I'm going to do, I was going to do mammogram because she has, she's dealing with breast cancer and she is one of the most positive, loving, caring women I've ever met in my entire life. And she's just an optimist. And Mm -hmm. she was like, no, I am more than breast cancer. And she was like, she did hers and I read it and I was sobbing and she was talking about, um, self-care and she's like, a lot of times we just don't make the time to take care of ourselves. We let life go by so fast and that she's so appreciative that she's finding this tribe of women and men and people that are like-minded that are committed to building each other up. And I'm like, it made me, it just filled me with all of the joy and all of the light. And like, that's what this is about is building a community of like-minded people who want to live a happy, positive life, and then take it a step forward and advocate for that. And I just think if more people, like if it caught on and we had more people spewing out positivity and talking about the vulnerabilities, like it's going to build everybody up, right? Yeah. No, yeah. None of us are in this alone. And there are enough things in life that naturally or in some sad cases are orchestrated to make us feel like we're all alone. You know, any time where we can actually come together and build each other up, that can only be good. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like none of us are making it out of this life alive, right? So (laughs) I'm going to live. Yeah, absolutely. So that's basically Swap My Life in a nutshell. It is very personal, but what we're looking for is people to go on social media, to be open and honest this October, use the hashtag Swap My Life, 
and just say something that it doesn't have to be something you just tried today. It could be something that you've been doing for five years. That's amazing. And it makes you feel happier and healthier. Like, you know, do you have a killer green smoothie recipe that gives you energy? Do you take a vitamin that makes you feel good? Do you like, are you plant-based eating? Like, what do you, what do you do that makes you feel good? And just putting it out there with that hashtag. And if anybody wants a full like explanation of the why and how it works and how they can get involved, they can go to strongfemaleboss.com. And the blog is called hashtag swap my life self-improvement challenge. Good. Excellent. You took the words out of my mouth because I was about to ask you where, where folks could find out more. But as always, Lauren, you're right on top of it. So good deal. I would definitely urge folks to to go and check that out and and to participate in whatever form works out best for you because this is something that is very much by its nature sort of an individual kind of a thing. Everybody has different things that they're working on and that have worked for them. And by sharing that information with others, you know, maybe you'll help someone else find something that really works for them. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that you know you've tried out that that won't work. You know, like I said, it's a very individual sort of a thing. Not There's not a one-size-fits-all type thing, but the more sizes, the more options that are out there, the more likely we are to find that thing that works for us. So I, I think this is a fantastic idea. I definitely encourage everyone to to look into that and participate. Lauren, I want to thank you for, for coming on and sharing this with the world. It's been a delight, as always. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. So everyone head on over to to strongfemaleboss.com and check out that article and all of the others. It's all quality content, good stuff. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.